Video, 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 video. Do more video, video, make a video, do a video. Let's do some video. You should be doing video, live video, recorded video, doodled video, whiteboard videos, explainer videos, all video all the time. This is the message of many marketing people at the moment, and I am not 100% convinced. Ironically, I'm telling you this in a video. My name is Chris Hargraves. This is Digital Marketing Mastery for Lawyers, and you can find other fantabulous things at digitalmarketingforlawyers.com, which is where I hang out from time to time. But we are talking about video. It is definitely the flavor of the marketing month, where everyone is telling you to do more video. Now, lawyers have not been super fast to jump on the video bandwagon, which isn't too surprising because we're not super fast jumping on any bandwagon as a general rule. But the question is, is video grossly overrated? The first thing I think we need to be a bit careful about is what kind of video we're producing, because it's easy for me to say video is bad or video is good, but the truth is there are a bunch of different videos and there are a bunch of different purposes for video. So much like any form of content, you've got to look at what kind of video you're going to be producing if you're going to be producing it and what you're hoping to achieve with it. It's horses for courses. So let's look at the bad side of most video that lawyers are going to produce, which is going to be a talking head thing similar to what this is. And we'll look at the downsides first and then maybe some things that will confound Uh, the downsides and offer a little bit of benefit that might make it worthwhile. The first thing is a lot of people don't like watching an entire video, okay? A lot of people would prefer to read something than they would listen to it. And the reason is that often people can read faster than you are going to get around to explaining something in a video. If you're particularly prone to waffle and asides and taking a much longer time in a video than you would be in a written piece, people might actually prefer just to extract the valuable information from your written piece and then get the heck out of there than having to sit around watching you bumble along trying to explain things. That dovetails nicely into the second point, which is that people like to scan. So the first thing most people do when they get to a reasonably interesting article to them is they scan through the headings. They go, right, what's the gist of it? It's like reading the table of contents before you get into the actual book. And the reason is, of course, they want to figure out whether it's actually worth their time. They want to have a look at how long it is, what the headings are, what the major topics are. And then they will either read some of those topics or they'll read it start to finish. What they may not do is read the entire article. Video kind of removes that choice from them because they have to watch the whole thing because you can't really scrub through video that quickly. The closest you can come is to adjust the speed and watch it super fast. So that can be a bit annoying. The third thing is, of course, our concern about video metrics. Now, much like all analytics and metrics, you need to take your video metrics with a grain of salt because on some platforms, a view on your video might mean that someone literally pressed the play button and watched it for three seconds. It might mean that they haven't turned autoplay off and it played as they were scrolling through their screen. It might mean they watched it for 30 seconds on YouTube, for example. So what a view is doesn't mean your video was any good. 
it might just mean that people got there for a second and clicked off immediately because they realized how ultra boring you are. So you've got to be extra, extra careful with video metrics, even compared to the often wrongly interpreted metrics of page views and things like that, which I've spoken about in the past. So those are some downsides. Video doesn't necessarily appeal to everyone, I guess, is the big thing. It's also, as the cream on the cake, uh, the bad, the stale cream, the sour cream on the cake, it's also a more complex form of multimedia to produce than anything else. It's easier to produce a podcast than it is to produce a video. It's easier to produce a blog post than it is to produce a podcast. There are more steps. There's more technology. It's not super difficult, but it's slightly harder to do, especially if you're trying to do a more complex video involving cuts and jumping around and different footage and things like that. That can get quite labor intensive. So the cost component might be more significant as well. Now, if you're doing live video, that might not be true. So if you just pick up your phone, record it, do a live video, it's posted, that last factor doesn't necessarily come into play. So those are the major downsides I see of video. And I'm really only going to touch on one major upside, and that's because I'm already out of time. Uh, The major upside is the trust component. So with all that said, the question needs to be asked, why then, Chris, are you actually doing videos as part of your content mix? Well, Firstly, I do articles and videos as part of my content mix. Secondly, I'm doing videos because my job is partly, at least, to help develop personal relationship. And I think hearing my voice and seeing my face, such as it is, is an element that can help build trust and build likability and have people know just slightly more personally who I am and what I'm like. Because it's very hard to fake it on a video, especially as a lawyer, we are not good actors, okay? (laughs) Even the people who think they are mostly aren't. We're not good actors, so you can't really fake it on video, and so people will get a much better sense of what you're like, and that, as we always come back to, helps tick off a few boxes in the known, liked, and trusted trifecta. So that is, I think, the biggest upside to the talking head style video that we can identify, which is seeing and hearing you is more likely to propel a higher degree of trust if they actually engage with the video than a written piece which might not necessarily demonstrate much personality. That is, I think, why video is still worth considering as part of your content mix, but I don't want to overstate its importance. It has a place. It doesn't necessarily need to be all in on video, and I think that would be probably a bad decision for most people. But it's worth thinking about getting your face on camera if you can get past that initial part where you look like you're a wooden doll and you're not relaxed in front of a camera while you're doing things. That's all. That's all I really wanted to say about video. It is possibly a little bit overrated. I think it has some merit, but you've got to do it in the right way and you've got to become relaxed enough with the forum that you're not going to stuff it too badly. If you liked this, if you found this useful, please do all the usual nice things. I'm not going to go on about them because you know what they are. And if you don't, you can guess. And I'll see you next time.